You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Uh, killer. Baby. Baby. Kanye, this that 1970s Herald flow, huh? Yeah. Y'all hear people Let's talking about up. who high, who not. Uh-huh. Man, they don't know we finna kill the game this year. Kill them, uh-huh. yeah, uh-huh. Ayo, come on. street mergers, I legislated the nerve. I never hated on murders, premeditated. Absurd, I hesitated, observed. Cock is praying, hit you from a block away. Drinking sake on the Suzuki, we in Osaka Bay. Playing soccer, stupid, stay in the sucker's place. Plug your ace, take your girl, fuck her face. Welcome to Axe to Grind. I'm Bob. I'm Dave. And that's it. That's it for today. We we were gonna have we were gonna have a third host, but uh, Tom Tom is still working in the office. His job is crazy. Big shout outs to him, Patrick. By the time you hear this, will let's put like star likely star be back from Southeast Asia, but we're not sure. You know, um, and uh, and yeah, so we're doing another extra grind overtime. You probably are getting the deal. We're trying to put out a bunch of content so people have something new to check out either today or tomorrow or the day after that or whenever the hell you get to it. But uh, how you doing, Dave? I'm all right. I uh, listened to the well, at this point the most recent extra grind this morning. I finished it when I was uh, walking the dogs. Oh, nice. So I'm, which, I'm all right. Which was that? Oh, that was the first overtime. Yeah. A lot of a lot of code orange talk. Yes. Did Did you see the code orange video? I did not. I, I like the concept. I, I should actually check it out, but I, I don't have Twitch, but I'm sure it's on other you, things at this point, yeah, right? I just watched um, a like Twitter post that had a good clip of it, and uh, it was cool. Like, here's the deal: I'm not a Code Orange fan, clearly, but uh, but it is creatively. I, I did. I respect the hell out of it, and it was it was interesting to watch at the least. Have you seen any of the music videos? Uh, I saw the first, uh, the first new one. Uh, I think that's underneath. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I watched underneath, but I, I have not watched the other ones. Underneath was uh, interesting. <laughs> um, what have you been doing since coronavirus hit? So my work is largely the same. For the extra grind listener that doesn't know, I work animal yeah, protection do. for the city of Austin. Um, so I work for the city, and I work in an essential service. So. I oh, yeah. am still working every day that I work. Um, but the animal shelter I work for is currently closed to the public. So mm. right, at this point, you if your dog is at the shelter or cat, but I'll just keep saying dog for yeah. ease, ease of conversation. Um, if your dog's at the shelter, you can, you can get your dog. Okay. Um, if you want to foster a dog, you can foster a dog. But we're currently not open for adoptions. Um, so we're not really taking in strays from the public and we're also, my officers are not really picking up dogs They're If they're sick or injured, obviously, yes. If they're aggressive, yes. Um, but if they're just go. like a random loose dog, we're not going to pick those up. Um, okay. that said, you know, just for, at least for city of Austin. So I assume it'll be pretty similar. Most places historically, because we track this data, stray dogs are approximately a thousand feet or less from their home. So if you see a stray dog, it probably lives very, very close to where you are. And by taking it and driving it somewhere, you're not necessarily doing that dog a service. I mean, if it's in a busy road, yeah, obviously pick it up. But 
ultimately yeah. we're, we want to kind of get that messaging out there to people that are like coming through here and like leaving dogs in the parking lot because we're open. You probably picked it up from its front yard and now it's far <sighs> from home and its family doesn't know where it is. Yeah, so, that sucks. so, so we don't want people that doing that. Um, but we're walking a lot of dogs as far as, disease mitigation i had a facetime conversation with a citizen uh yesterday to end a quarantine of his dog versus going to his house to look at his dog so uh, i'm using technology as uh iggy pop would say um to 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 do my job yeah so i mean when it comes to this so so i think that was good on the stray dogs and applies to stray cats too i guess um sure i mean right sure um (laughs) do you how uh how how else has your world been impacted by this so far because i I haven't talked to many other people from texas um is it hitting big there have you noticed people not caring is is everyone uh you know let's say rationally concerned i mean so the thing is that like i think a lot of people in i mean just a lot of people that i know um work in service industries type jobs or jobs that are not uh, municipality jobs. So ultimately a lot of people I know are out of work just because bars are closed. Uh, you know, things that are tip based tattoo shops are closed. Um, most, a lot of food jobs are closed. Like obviously I have friends that have like, that aren't bartenders, but you know, that's, that's a a good number of people I know that are just kind of like out of work. And that's, that's a, a weird thing. I mean, grocery stores here were hit just as bad as they were everywhere else. The uh, HEB is the big grocery store. They all were closing at 8 p.m. So they'd have time to restock. Um, yep. But I mean, I think uh, from what I hear, it's starting to get a little bit more normal. I'm gonna, After this, I am going to go to HEB because I need to get some stuff. But we really yeah. didn't doomsday prep. Um, we just, you know, we bought some stuff here. We We did our standard, like, here is the groceries for the week rather than yep. here is the groceries for the month. <laughs> and uh-huh. I think that that's, uh, that's the part I, I, I think there was a little bit of the hysteria right when this hits and everyone's like, Oh shit, am I going to not be able, am I going to be like literally told don't leave your house period end of story? Because you know, uh, in some of the countries in Europe, that's already happened. We're recording this on Friday afternoon. Nope. So, Thir- it's no. Thursday. Thursday, Thursday afternoon. Yeah. Thursday, I was sure if that was like behind the curtain for uh, extra grind listeners. <laughs> yeah, like oh, it's uh, yeah, no, no, <laughs> Thursday the nineteenth. Uh, because yo, what's funny is just hearing the episodes as they come out, um, or doing like the post production as we have them recorded. I'm like, oh shit, I think differently than that now, you know, because even the the regular extra grind episode we released last week, where it's Pat, me, and Tom, that was recorded the Wednesday. Uh, that the NBA canceled, that Tom Hanks announced he mm. had it, where, like, the whole world kind of flipped over. And, like, I'll be real. Like, on that night, I was looking at flights like, oh, shit, I need to go to California at some point. There's round-trip flights to Las Vegas for $75. You know, maybe yeah, we should and- do this. Now, three days later, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, no, that's terrible thing I mean, I have a trip booked April 9th that I'm curious if that's going to get canceled. I, I sort of assume it is, but I bought very cheap tickets that were non-refundable, and I'm hoping that they just cancel them or that yeah. I get refunded or something. Or get a credit, um, at least something. Yeah, because, I mean, I would. I, my partner and I were supposed to go to Columbia 
because mm-hmm. once again, they were super cheap flights even before this. Yeah. Um, and that was what I bought for her birthday present. So I'd love to not just like throw that money in the trash. But yeah, that would be uh, a bummer <laughs> birthday gift. Now here's the here's the here's the question on protocol. Do you have to get a replacement gift? I mean, I think it would just be an IOU trip somewhere. I don't okay. think. Yeah, like, I think that that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, we're not huge like gift givers. Um, yeah. So I'd much rather do a trip than like here's this thing. Um, and that's just, yeah. you know, I just think that's, I mean, that's how I'd want. I, I don't. That's I mean, where I've, I've evolved to. There's, there's few things I want now. When I'm thinking gifts, I'd rather it be uh, like activity based, something to do as opposed to a thing to like, I don't know, put on a shelf or have, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that sucks is when it comes to like the greater, you know, position of like punk and hardcore, like I don't want more stuff. But I also don't want to not support things. Yep. Um, so it's like it's like a real double-edged sword because even if you're like, all right, I'm not like a, a deep head record collector anymore. I'm just going to buy like current releases. Like you end up with a lot of shit in a year. Yeah. So to, yeah, then, and, you're, and, then you're just like and, back into having a bunch of crap. And it's and it's a bunch of stuff that's like, yeah, I bought this because I wanted to support the band or the label or both and. It's cool to have, but like I don't particularly care about it. And in that collector way, where it's like, oh, cool, I have this. I'm filing it away for a while. Um, or even the idea of like, oh, I'm gonna flip it. Like it's not really like I just have this thing, and now what do I do with it? I, I'm kind of, I'm at the last point of when we move to the house that we're in now, that we've been in for going on three years this June there was a bunch of records. I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to put these away in storage and see if I touch them. I haven't touched them. I haven't pulled out my, like the seven inches that I brought with me. Now there's seven inches I bought since then that I've played and listened to, but, but I haven't touched them. So I'm like, what am I doing with these? Like, should I, should I sell them? Should I just bring them to the record store? And, uh, yeah, I kind of think yes. So, it's it's like one of those things that if I think if I my house burned to the ground, what would I repurchase? You know, that's like yeah. the the kind of like where I'm at with like collecting stuff. Yeah. And I mean, I I get records, and I honestly more often than not, I will then like stream them, but yeah. I will get them to like support. Yeah. And I'll I buy things off Bandcamp, and like. The part of me thinks that's like such a sucker move because you could just like wait two weeks and, and Google and it and find it for free or streaming. Um, yeah. um, but I buy stuff just to like, and there's records that I've bought a physical copy of and then it doesn't come with a download code. And I'm like, well, I, but I want to listen to it on my phone. So then I end up like buying it right. again, streaming right. just because I like, but it's like, I'm not doing that for just straight things that I'm just trying to support. Like I do that for things that I'm doing that as well as genuinely enjoy and want to listen to. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, go ahead. No, please go ahead. I mean, I, there's just a lot of stuff that I will buy and the physical copy will sit on top of my turntable because I very often listen to records while I'm doing stuff or while I'm walking or, you know, versus like sitting in the room that has the turntable in it, in the chair, just sitting there and like, well, I mean, that's, you know, I'll sit there and look at the lyric sheet and whatnot as I listen to a record, but like not, it's so much, how I much time, like, percentage time. of time where you can do that versus other time where you could also be listening to something. It's, it's not, it's not even really comparable. You know what I mean? Oh, no. Cause, cause I mean, it's, it's you, as it like depends, like even this week, it's Thursday, I've listened to almost no music. 
Um, and I don't know why that is. It's just, you know, now my girlfriend is also working from home because right. of the current state of affairs. So Thursdays are a day that I might just sit there and listen to like, it's, I mean, on an average Thursday, I might listen to like six or seven LPs just like right. throughout the day. And now I've listened to one while walking the dogs. Um, and I listen to a shitload of like bad era black flag. Um, <laughs> but uh, like, so I'm not really listening to music and the premium of just like, I'm going to sit in a chair and do absolutely nothing else. And listen to music is, is not something I have. Well, and it's sort of interesting. Cause I was thinking about that because both you and I were big record collectors at a, at a point. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll talk a bit more about your record collection when we get to today's topic, but <clears throat> I still have a grip of records. I got rid of most of the ones that were really valuable years ago because because I needed money and I didn't really yeah. care to have them anymore. So it was like, okay, let me good. That's the right time to sell records when you need money. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of other reasons that might lead to that, but you know, that's a really good one. But, but I think this is so interesting about the idea of people who are buying records or when that kind of shifted where it's like, Oh, I buy records cause I like to buy records or I, I still collect, but kind of not really. And it's this weird confluence of one, obviously streaming and having stuff available. But two, it's not like music wasn't available to stream before. But the fact that we have the technology with the phone, you can just stream it all the time anywhere you go because you have your phone with you everywhere you go. Yeah. Um, And those two things, having the ultimate Walkman, um, like I think I listen to music and podcasts probably five times the amount that I, maybe even more, it might be 10 times the amount than I watch TV or like videos, even online or even on my phone because I can be doing something else. Yeah. You know, and that ability to kind of multitask where it's like, yeah, you know what? I used to go to the grocery store and just buy my groceries. But now when I go to the grocery store, I have my, airpods in or my headphones in before i had airpods and will listen to something while i'm doing that and i don't know that i would have done that when i just had a discman or even to be honest i wouldn't have done that when i had like an ipod um though i guess i could have yeah i mean i would rarely do that like where i would like i mean i i mean generally if i grocery shop we're doing it together but if i if i'm going on my own yeah i usually have headphones in and I, I do a lot of stuff with headphones in, but yeah, yeah I wouldn't I'm, do that. If I'm out, iPod. if I'm out by myself, I have headphones in usually. Like if I'm once I'm out of the car, I'll put my headphones in and listen to something. Uh, and it's it's I, I really enjoy it. I guess somebody might label that antisocial behavior, but I'm not. It's not like I was walking up to strangers when I didn't have my headphones in either. So I think it's pretty. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think. I mean, a lot of times when I'm at when I get to the register. I pull out the, a bud, like it's off, oh, but I absolutely. pull out a bud to make it obvious that I'm not just like listening to music while like, like I don't, like I'm not dehumanizing the person who's, I mean, unless it's self-checkout, then I don't bother. Self-checkout but, is the way to go. But yeah, no, it's hundred percent. It's just, it's the, uh, this is part of the modern, um, what are those things like courtesy, like politeness guides is yeah. take, take out at least one. If you're doing something serious, like if I'm going to the post office and for some reason I need to, again, interact with a human, I'll take out both. 
mm-hmm. so that they know like oh this is serious he's he's you know it's like a full like i might as well be like taking my hat off before the pledge of allegiance or whatever yeah exactly um, so <laughs> the national anthem um so all right so we're, what are we here to talk about today uh, we're going to talk about Black Flag. I mean, also, Tom, I'm not sure if he's really heard them, so I figured we'd want to include him on this one. Uh, Tom, Tom's uh, very, Tom actually was very uh, disappointed not to be involved in this one. I know. Um, <laughs> Patrick, I, so the so uh, spoiler, I, did I? you don't know that I did another one of these with someone else, right? No. Okay, well, I did, and it's cool. Um, but the big thing from that which you'll have heard by the time you hear this is that I was like, Oh, this would be, this makes me want to do an episode on this band with Pat and Tom Moore. I feel the same on this because like, I think Patrick sort of likes some black flag, but if you told me he's really listened to all of it, I'd be surprised. Tom, I know is more familiar, but I'd be curious to see where their heads at, uh, with, with the, with black flag in 2020. Cause I, yeah. I don't know where most people's heads are at with Black Flag in 2020. Yeah, I mean, I think the next time when we all hear you kind of go between I won't take part, flip the switch, or never hold back, um, yes. like that big deep dive, we'll, we'll figure <laughs> it out. But uh, like, Well, in I the mean, demo, of course. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Tom is familiar. I was just kidding. I just want to really say that. Like, um, But Patrick, if you told me that he'd heard like three Black Flag records, he'd be like, oh, okay. You right. know. Yeah, and I mean, I don't, I don't begrudge that. Like, so let's uh, let's set the stage, uh, let the ambush begin for mm-hmm. for for the real New Jersey hardcore heads out there. <laughs> um, the uh, Black Flags, uh, your favorite band? Yeah, probably. I mean, it's one of those things that, like, I, you know, I can go pretty long periods of time where I don't listen to them. Yeah, but like in just like like prepping for this exercise which really we talked about this like earlier in the week so it's not like i did a lot of prep on this um yeah i mean i could go through and it's like i don't need to revisit really much of this because i'm i still will you know periodically throw on one of these records probably every other month or so or just a song or two on like if i'm making like a running playlist i might throw on a a song or two just because um But yeah, I mean, they were a thing that I listened to a lot at points in my life. And then I, I you know, I can go back. Not because I'm, I just, should, I mean, I just don't want to listen to the same shit every day. So ultimately, yeah. I, I really try to go out of my comfort zone all the time to listen to new things. Yeah. And I think that's a good behavior. I think there's a lot of people who feel that way. But there was certainly a time in your life where you kind of entrenched yourself in Black Flag. So um, let's go through, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Uh your introduction to the band, um, and uh, you know what turned out a punk. Uh, no, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. T- so, talk about when you first got exposed to them, and like then the time in your lives where where you really like got heavy into it. Sure. So Black Flag, I got into very early. I got the the weird CD that is damaged and jealous again on one CD. Um, I was probably like. 11 maybe i don't know which like at in a post green day kind of world it seems like everyone gets into punk in middle school um but i I would not say that i was like into punk like i was i was definitely like probably throwing on damaged and then throwing on like blood sugar sex magic you know like which was the the, the classic race yeah yeah um i was just into like music i was i was like a child of like heavy metal and cock rock and then 
got into like death metal, but also like kept a bridge of like current music, which was shit like gr- like grunge stuff and Red Hot Chili Peppers and Jane's Addiction and shit like that. But anyway, um, I got Black Flag, the Damage, Jealous Again CD was like super super into it. Got My War was like pretty confused by it, but liked I Love You and the song My War. Yes. And and then got in the same day I bought three of those maxi CDs and got uh I Can See You, um th- th- whatchamacallit? Annihilate This Week and uh not not I Can See You. I got yeah. I got I got the like the bunch of the shitty yeah, I Can See You, Annihilate This Week, and Six Pack CDs. And the six pack, I basically knew those songs, or not. And then the other ones were just trash. Um, they, wait, it wasn't six. It was uh, now I'm blanking on it. It wasn't six pack. What's the? Uh, it was Louie Louie. Louie Louie, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's like a red cover. What the fuck am I talking about? Yeah. I, which in prior to this, I didn't even include that in ranking releases because I forgot it existed. Um, but yeah, then I'm like, all right, I'm good on Black Flag and didn't buy anything else for a long time. Like, for like five years, probably. Like I, right. I didn't, I didn't, I, I had heard Nervous Breakdown because Molnar had first four years, um, mm-hmm. but I didn't have it. So like I, it didn't become like really in my canon of Black Flag until I was like probably like nineteen. Sure. You know. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I mean, it's it's weird to think that I was like all in on Damage, but really didn't go into any other good era Black Flag for a long time. Um, but. But then in, in like Dead Nation slash Tear It Up, you know, was, was into good era and then started branching out into quote unquote bad era as far as. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, for some reason, my war gets a pass, but slip it in like is kind of a weird one, even though it's like the, the same year. Um, yeah, same. But same like, I mean, it's not, <laughs> as far as I know, it's not the same session, but it, it, it could be. It's, yeah, it's not the same session because it has different players and but it's like yeah, it's yeah. the same shit. It was like yeah. right around the same time. Um, yeah. Like, there's probably more of a, a difference between the side A and B of of animosity than there is between those two albums. No question. Um, but uh, I, 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 you know, I I got more into those records and and I'd heard Slip It In early, but I think that's when I really dove into it and then tear it up because we were like really like tried to view ourselves as like road dogs. And honestly, we got painted that way. Like, which is like, you know, positive press, but there were in blind society probably toured as much as we did. You know, I mean, there was, sure. There's other bands and like that were much bigger road dogs, but we were bigger road dogs than like some of our contemporaries. So I guess that's what made us seem like road dogs. Yeah. I'm curious. I, I have a feeling like there's a good chance that for the, the concurrent lifespans like American nightmare probably played more shows than you guys did. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they did. And there's then probably like, a, there's probably a weird time where when they started to really crest and then it was like, Oh, okay. Now they only go on like bigger tours where it's like, Oh, we go out for a month or six weeks, but not, you know, and then we're home for three months that it might've like evened out at some point. Cause you guys did. So you did the, the, okay, we're doing a full U.S. tour, but what you were really consistent about were weekends and, like, four or five-day runs Yeah, pretty we, consistently. We, we basically, for the for the bulk of Tear It Up, we played three weekends a month. You know, we usually had one weekend that we didn't play, 
but for the most part, we we toured, and then we would also basically play the Eastern Seaboard somewhere. We played when you yeah. that we played Massachusetts a shitload. We played Baltimore so a bunch, you know. But then you know we you know we I think so you we, guys might have played the first basement show that Connecticut ever had. To be honest, yeah, we did play a basement show in Connecticut. Yeah, um, but yeah, we played a lot. So. I mean, but then you listen to like the Indecision episode. You know, we I mean they did what nine weeks or some shit in Europe. Yeah. We did seven. You know, yeah. and but that's the thing. We were not pro, not to say they were, but we weren't like pro core enough to say that we were only doing tours. Like we were yeah. doing weekends constantly, um, and we weren't pro core because I didn't make any money. But no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, did, no rent was paid with this band. That that that's going to be the tear it up shirt we put. We'll do yeah. a copyright line that says that no no rent was paid with uh, profits from this shirt. Yeah, at least I mean, that you're for, at least that you're aware of. I wanted to be clear to just the uh, axe to grind listener. I know you know this. Um, Tear it up did two full U.S. tours and two full European tours, a ten-day West Coast flyout, a three-day West Coast flyout, a ten-day East Coast tour, and then all those weekends. I never once received a per diem, and I don't know that in my tenure in Tear it up, I received fifty dollars. I because I remember <laughs> at the end of one of the tours we split up money. And I don't know that I got 20. I yeah. want to say I got like 13 or 16 or something stupid. Um, so $50, saying I didn't get 50 is like, I, I might as well say I didn't get 2,000. Um, because like, <laughs> Cause it was like I, so far out of it. I, I 100% didn't get $50. So if I was going on a seven, a seven week European tour, it meant that before going away, I paid two months rent out of my bank account and then had to go buy food every day. Well, well so in Europe, a, you got lunch, but yeah. Yeah. I, I always remember that because it was funny. Cause you would, uh, cause we worked together and there were times like, it was almost always a lead up to the, the, like when you would go on tour in the summer or when you were going on, because it was like, Oh, all right, well, I'm going to, you know, we, we have to pretend to not want to go spend money on lunch or you're just mm-hmm. not going to be able to do stuff. You were socking money away because you had to go on tour, which meant paying your rent and also whatever car stuff you might have had. And also like having some money to be on tour with because you weren't going to have a lot of money. No, I, and I would go to fucking record stores and like put shit on a credit card that I had to then figure out when I got home. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we stayed... Um, with a guy from Scholastic Death and Rob Coons from MRR. And the guy was like, you know, I'm going to sell my records. And it's just like, well, fuck, what am I going to do? You know, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. You're, you're here. Let's, let's figure this out right now. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy like these judgment singles. And I bought the sleep LPs. And I, I don't, I mean, this is me telling you what I bought in 2001, but like yes. I bought a bunch of records from that dude with like no plan, you know, just like, well, fuck, what, what am I going to not buy these records? Yeah. You know, I, I mean, that's the thing. 22-year-old mentality. With Black Flag, I fucking spent... I bid $3,000 on a record at one point because it was literally all of the money I had to my name and I needed it. Um, For the listener, I did not spend three... I spent $535. But, uh, um, like, I mean, that was... was, I was not... uh, Like, this was not my career and I was not planning for, like, my life. I was not, like, thinking... Like, for a straight-edge dude, I was not, like thinking about what I'm going to do when I'm 40. I was really just like, I need this stuff, this moment. I'll figure this out next month with like responsibilities. Yeah, no, I, uh, I think we got here by saying there was tear it up was getting 
compared both inside of the band and outside of it to Black Flag, which, you know, we'll stop right there for a second and say, I think that was favorable. And like, it was kind of like you guys didn't fit in with the more modern hardcore stuff that was going on, even though you'd play shows with those bands. And I think vibed on a lot of those bands and were like friendly with those bands. Like, yeah, like, like tear it up would have done a striking distance tour in a heartbeat. You know what I yeah, mean? We, like we played, we, played striking distance. we were literally all fans of striking distance. Yeah. And, and we like, played with American nightmare a handful of times. Yeah. You know? And enjoyed that band. And, and I think they enjoyed you guys too, you know, or at least mm-hmm. a few of them did. Um, yeah. But, but it's sort of like you, you weren't in that world you were more in the like thrash core world that was going on, but you, you rarely, you guys got that label from time to time, but you also felt like you were apart from that too, you know? Um, and it's, well, like, it's interesting, you know? I mean, we straddled the weird line because at the end of the day, we weren't like crust, you know, and we were not oh. like super like punkers, like, you know, you know, no, no, like Mohawks or any of that. Right. But we also were not like I didn't own like diesel jeans or have like a, a Wes haircut, you know. Right. So we kind of like we would play with like What Happens Next or Life's Halt or when those kind of bands we'd play with. We were on Havoc and we would play shows. Yep. It'd be funny because you'd see you'd be able to see like, well, these are the people that have our Youngblood record and these are the people that have our Havoc records. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so we, we I mean, but I mean, like we played with like, as I said, we played with your bridge nine type bands like we play with like no warning but we also played when we play seattle we play with champion you know we yep. you, we kind of i mean they also all wore suits because they thought we would be dirty so fuck you but like um you know we we kind of like played with whoever and yeah you know well, it was, and, we, and yeah i think that played into the whole the black flag thing was go play as many shows as you can and and i mean i think that was you guys had that as an ethos i think maybe Matt, the drummer had that even more so as a like, yo, play everything we can and let's just mm-hmm. go do shows, which was cool. And I think that is where some of the black flag comparisons came in. Obviously you were a giant fan and, uh, and you guys all appreciated that side of things. And I think being compared to black flag was preferable to being called a banana, a bandana thrash band. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, we would much rather be just like, I mean, we were definitely trying to be like a hardcore punk band. You know, yeah. we were not trying to be a modern anything. And we were, but we also didn't necessarily, we weren't like, you weren't trying, trying to, to be cosplay like a retro. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for the most part, I wore a pair of like cargo shorts and a punk shirt every single show we played. Like it was not like a look. Because that's what you like, wore every single day. Yeah. It was, you know, I, I mean, not, you weren't not, wearing shorts per se, but if it was yeah. the summer, you would wear what you wore to work and go play a show. It was the same. Yeah. So I didn't go the like Jim Shorts Henry Rollins route. Like I didn't like fully try to like commit the bit. But yeah, I mean, I other than on tours, I would have stage clothes essentially just for like utilitarian reasons. That I, it was just I I just didn't want to bring seven reason, you know, seven weeks of outfits. Yeah, and the same reason people have gym clothes because they'd get gross and like oh, they oh here's disgusting. here's my playing clothes, you know. Yeah, um, you have so, van cl- you have cheat code. You have van clothes and you have playing clothes and you can really like go away for seven weeks with like almost nothing. Yeah, with a good bag <laughs> and keep the playing clothes in there so it's sealed away. You're, you're, oh, you're, you you but, space them out over the drums so they just air out throughout the day. The, the drums are gross. It's not your problem. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're there to carry the band, not the not the drums. 
yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so all right, let's talk about which we're going to do a rank them where we're going to go through and rank the Black Flag records from mm-hmm. worst to first because who wants to end on a sour note? Oh, um, okay. Yeah, it's fun. It's more fun to go from the bottom to the top. Um, something like Drake would say. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and we'll kind of go from there. Where, where do you want to start? Well, I, I'm going to say the worst is what the. Oh, the the 2013 Black Flag release? Yes. Uh, you don't I listen, say. I listened to 11 of the 22 songs today. Um, I have put it on at points. Um, but honestly, I put it on at points like probably in like 2019. Like, I don't know that I listened to it when it came out or, you know, I just didn't. I knew it wasn't going to be good. Um, yeah. Chavo or Ron Reyes, whatever you want to call him, uh, maybe my favorite black flag singer in certain ways but that said uh i i don't care for this record um i took some notes but Please. if you want to throw in your 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 two cents okay on so what my the... two cents my two cents on what then i want your feelings um i listened to it unrelated maybe eight months ago ten months ago just a okay i i really never gave this record a shot let me listen to it. I was in a kind of clear-headed day where I was like, all right, let me give this a shot. My memory of it was being like, yo, this isn't good. Uh, This is... So uh, they kind of pull on a lot of... There's there's an element where it's self-referential, where it's like, oh, this sounds like something we would have done. You know, and and I think you catch a lot of that on this record. The songs are too long. The record is way too long. Oh yeah. And if you told me this was like a couple of fifty-year-olds from the LA punk scene getting together to write a punk record and calling it like the Green Fuzzies, I'd be like, huh, it's pretty competent. These dudes can play their instruments. It doesn't sound like they know how to write songs anymore because the songs are just long and like there's no there's no uh, kind of urgency to it. And I think that's something that you find in a lot of reunion type records or or records by people who hit a certain point where they think, oh, we need to write songs that are structured more like, yo, what if what the had was a 14 song record that clocked in at about 19 minutes you got my attention you know what i mean because i think it's competent it's the fact that it's just it's just not interesting there's nothing that would make anyone hear this and then go back to it no i mean i i listened to half of it today i don't think i'll ever i mean i listened to half of it on shuffle because i i for the I, I didn't expect it to be like a, a curated thing. Like I was like throwing on yeah, like a well-structured album. Yeah. Yeah. I, di- I didn't think that they like planned it that way. I think they just like, even though Greg Ginn like was very methodical, I don't think that this was like, I think putting it on shuffle, I'm not getting, I'm not selling myself short on it. Um, no. But I wanted to just like spin it around just to give it a, a good mix of, I, I doubt that the other 11 songs rip and I just fucked up. No, um, my, my stream of conscience notes were butt rock question mark monster magnet question mark okay. mud honey question mark yeah. a shittier jane's addiction question mark <sighs> shitty di question mark um then i wrote uh lies has some greg ginn type ginn ism to it like it has yep. that song's all right uh i put the song i'm sick is a more punk 
scatterbrain or spin doctors. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, like if you told me like, oh, this is the spin doctors demo. Like, you know, before you know, this shit's cool. Like Princeton hardcore. I'd be like, oh, but yeah, it sucks. Uh, I got a '90s punk background riff, like a, a IE like teen comedy real world skate video. Like, if this was like some of these songs have a, a like a feel like if they were in the background, like as you know, like this. They, they're getting like the the establishing shots and like she's all that or road trip i'd be like right. oh, okay um, yeah i could see, i could see this being like the like when you're 85 minutes into uh like a 90 minute snowboard video mm-hmm. this could be one of the songs like this is song 11 on the soundtrack one of these like, songs if you low think effort about- yeah if you think about the film road trip there's a fair amount of scenes where it's like them in the school bus uh, like and then like various like U.S. establishing shots, you know, to oh, like yeah. make, yeah, yeah, yeah. make them. And like some of these songs were underneath it. Be like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> the song "No Teeth" I wrote very mud honey, not terrible. Um, that's kind of where I think I went back and put the mud honey note up top. Uh, yeah. I said I, I hear some wretch Eric Caius, aka the worst Caius record. Well, and so, uh, but so I think all the bands you're noting, maybe the exception of Jane's Addiction, but they probably have a few more. <laughs> like, I think those are all bands that would note Black Flag as some sort of a reference point, you know? Like, especially oh. Caius and songwriting. I mean, that's a band who certainly, it's and, like, they're not, and, they're familiar with the Greg Ginn guitar catalog, you know? Yeah, and Mudhoney, too. 1,000%. Those are bands. Yeah. So it's like, I think that when I listen to What The, mm-hmm. I'm hearing Ginn trying to do he's going for damaged but he's still really like he's post his guitar stuff from the late era black flag in gone material where he's churning a little more and he's scaling a little more than he is shredding you know yeah oh um, definitely and and that's where it gets lost in the sauce let me look at this too uh my, my Yo, other, you know no, what i'm wrong other, too what, these what, these songs what? just feel long like there's a bunch of songs in here that are a minute 48 more minute 47 minute 30 i don't know how that's possible because they feel so boring i mean for me it's like a phone conversation with my parents where like i'll feel like it's an hour in and i'll be like i've been on the phone for four minutes um yeah yeah (laughs) uh the other note i had for nobody is that the bass sound on this makes me want makes every song want to turn into fast lane by urban dance squad in my head um but that doesn't ever happen. And after we, before we got on the phone, I listened to that song again, and yeah. I don't know why Urban Dance Squad didn't just get bigger. Uh, it, it just sounds been, like raging, right? it just sounds like Raging Against the Machine before Raging Against the Machine. Um, but uh, I'm sure the like City Gardens heads will be like, oh yeah, Urban, Urban Dance, Dance Squad. Squad, yeah, yeah, deep um, pull. Oh but yeah, yes, big pull. <laughs> um, what was I going to ask you about this? Uh, is there does this record suffer from reunion record itis, which is this is a band that got back together, tried to write songs like they had written in the past and suffered because of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't actually know what Greg Ginn was going for. Because, I mean, that's, that said, if there was a 1987 Black Flag album, I bet it would be awful. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. I, it, I, I don't any, think that... Yeah, go ahead. No, is there any time... like? Is there any way let's let's fast forward it past 87 because I want to put a pin on that and talk about what the 1987 Black Flag record would sound like. Is there any time post 1990 where a Black Flag reunion record could have been good? No. Like like do we think that Greg Ginn 
and Henry Rollins have a, a like come to Jesus moment, feel better, like bridge, you know, mend the fence in 1992 and figure out how to put out a cool black flag record. I don't think so. You no, know? I mean, especially I mean, Rollins band wasn't like, wasn't like punk, but it wasn't like, but rock either, you no, know, like it, no lifetime is really cool. Oh, like lifetime that's a good rips. record. Yeah. But when you get out to like get some go again or or come in and burn like the song like get some and go again, it's fine, you know mm-hmm. like if you oh, I haven't listened to that record in so long. Oh no, I remember it playing it. I don't know that I I never owned it, but I remember hearing the bulk of it at Cremudgeon. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like that's where I heard it. Um, let me look for something. Uh, I think it's on that on get something go again the song is called like volume four uh-huh. or volume because i remember this they they start on this record they start yeah like they speed up at different points let me see this a uh, volume four is on weight is on in the 2004 record oh my god um so they have like but like those records like are fine um they're I mean, but like i don't know that like he was trying to do a hardcore record and he would have done a hardcore record. And Greg Ginn wasn't writing hardcore songs in like 84. Right. So I don't, I don't think that he would have written them ever again. No, I think the best post black flag material is that early Rollins band stuff. I think if you do lifetime, I think hard volume, there's some end of silence, uh, some tracks. I, I, I actually, it's funny. I remember hearing "Get Some Go Again" in 2000 and not being appalled by it, which is weird. Mm-hmm. But I haven't ever gone back to it. Uh, I if you're if you want a weird late Black uh, Rollins Band song, go on YouTube and look for the Rollins Band playing on the Henry Rollins show. They do Volume Four. Uh, it's in like 2006 or whenever that record came out. Yeah. It's so it's just them just like playing like a live version of it. Yo, it's it's good. Um, that said, like, I, 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 I'm not throwing come, come in and burn on or yeah. get some go again on. Maybe I will. I don't know. Volume four is also on weight. Is that where that's from? It's originally on weight, I think, which makes sense. And then maybe it was re-recorded on the late era record too. Cause I just pulled it up. You're right. Oh. Um, but I mean, Oh, you're right. Sorry. It's on weight. My bad. But that's, that's the thing is that for me, my first exposure to Rollins band is that era is like, what is is liar on? Um, it's not on weight. What's liar on? Is liar no, on it, silent? Uh, maybe. It no, it's on weight. It's, it's on, on weight. weight. So, so I remember that, and like, I wasn't into it, but I remember it being like, oh, this is weird. But I never even that. So then years go by, and I get into hardcore. I didn't like it, but I was like, that's. And then you know, I get into hardcore and punk, and it's like, oh, okay, Henry Rollins. And it was still a few years till I heard what I would consider good Rollins band, but like lifetime hard volume i think those are records that people should hear and they're not exactly like black flag it's sort of like where exactly where i would have wanted henry rollins to go post black flag even though musically i could never see greg ginn writing songs like those records i mean i think that lifetime is better than slipping in in my head what uh like no contest yeah i don't i don't disagree i think it's just better songs like loose nut, I it's great means, songs. It's a weird it means it, it means magic. a lot to me. So it's hard for me to say that it's better than loose nut. Um, 
but if someone said it was, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think they were crazy. You know? I could see, well, it goes into my whole thing. Like I could have a conversation with someone who tells me like, I could have a, a conversation with a type of person who's like, Oh, I like life uh, Rollins band lifetime more than any black flag material. I think they're crazy, but if you're into heavier music and don't particularly like punk music, I wouldn't be like if somebody was like I used this reference not that long ago, but like if somebody who's like, yeah, my favorite band is Crowbar, and I don't <laughs> like punk music, right? And I don't like punk music really, but mm-hmm. I do like Rollins Band. Do you? I'd be like, okay, I get that. And then like, oh, Lifetime's better than any Black Flag record. I'd be like, yeah, okay, I mean, if I get you're, you. <laughs> if, if you're of a, of the school of hardcore where you think youth is today's trash, but you think integrity is like the, the greatest and you like wrongs band lifetime more than anything by black flag. Like that totally tracks for me. Yeah. You know, yep. like, Which is weird, your idea but it of like, yeah. Like if your idea of like old hardcore is like dead guy, you know, then you might say like, Oh yeah. Like wrongs band lifetime. Like it's not streaming. So you're going to have to like YouTube it. Like yeah. it's a very good record. There's a lot of yes on it, but otherwise like, it's it's great. So, I, I I mean I think that's something that people should look into. Yeah. Um, well, and, and, and certainly, and certainly before they listen to what the, this is a bad record. Um, this is the fun activity I did with the other ranking. If this was your first exposure to Black Flag, would this record inspire you to dig into their catalog anymore? No, of course not. But All I mean, right, you can perfect. say that about multiple Black Flag records. Well, we're, we'll get there. So yeah. So what's up next? <laughs> I mean, I th- all right. Oh, the next one down. Then uh, we're gonna skip over. We talked about this out off there, like the the twelve inches, so to speak, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Then the next skip- record is is in my head is the next worst record. Right. So we're skipping over stuff like the I can see you twelve inch. We're skipping over some of the like the <clears throat> hard to discuss. What's the one with the cards on it? Oh, uh, keep it in the family. Keep yeah, it in the family. That's one count. of my favorite. Yeah. One of my favorite Black Flag album covers. Uh, but it's not an album. It's like a weird EP promo thing. Yeah, like I could see you as four songs, three of which are on in my head. Exactly. So it's only it's the kicking and sticking twelve inch, and that song sucks. Like it's so, short, so you know, cool for that. But like, it's not. It's not a song you want. All right, in my head is second from the bottom. Tell tell me about the record. Um, the recording sucks. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's a, a recording. Theme. Yeah. Well, the recording on this, I think is like notably bad. Um, because it, it just seems like it's so thin. Rollins's voice is like, it might as well be like a, an auto tuned because he has like no emphasis on anything. Like it's like the same voice from the whole way through. Yeah. Th- there's the, uh, no emphasis on the syllables. It, it's yeah. like it's less. It's less enthused than that. But like, you know, it has tracks. I think White Hot is is cool. Drinking and Driving is cool. Retired at Twenty One really good. Great. Retired at Twenty One is the best song on that record. Society's Tease is great. Um, but like, but like, Paralyzed, Crazy Girl, Black Love. It's all up to you. Kind of suck. Um, the thing is, with for if you're someone, it's all who up wants, to you. If you catch me in the right mood, that'll get in my head. But I can't say that makes it a good song. Oh, it's a hundred percent an earwig. And like, if, and looking at the track list, like, I know it's all up to you way better than I know the crazy girl. But mm-hmm. it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that I like it more. Um, no, they're they're both skippers. But uh, yes. but it's also because it's all up to you is after 
in my head, the song is fine. Drinking and driving, retired at 21, society's tea is all great. So it's like you hit a real this block. A, this would have been a great, if this was the uh, four song EP in my head, um, cool. Yeah. Like if a good side, closer. Yeah. If side two had swapped, it's all up to you with in my head, mm-hmm. then side two would be all you'd need on this. Yeah. Um, but, but that said, like, if you want to like like these songs, then you should get, you should listen to, who's at the ten and a half, or you should listen to the easily defined last show bootleg. Yep. Um, because they play all these songs, and I don't. I mean, they're not all on. No, they uh, play good, ten and a half, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, those songs are cool. Um, so the recording so bad, it's the thinnest. Like so, so where does where does the criticism on Black Flag? studio recording start like uh, it starts I, I, with loose nut i guess 100 percent loose nut and in my head but like yeah, so those but in the, my head makes loose nut seem like like thick guitar sound to oh me. for sure and in my head is real scaly yes. like this oh. is where greg stops writing riffs and really yeah. just writes scales at this point and which like, is you start weird. getting that like like you can feel that coming as early as my war and there's oh yeah hints at it even in the like earlier material but it's like it's so obvious like he on this record it's just do 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 type stuff and it's and even for like a deep head some of those songs are so similar that it makes it hard to be like which is this like paralyzed is this in my head like is this black love like they're they're similar scale I and mean, they're scales you know yeah. there's not that much oh yeah them. well yeah and, and he's not um i think the other thing that this record suffers from is that it's the tempo is really there's very little change up in the tempo uh the song retired at 21 stands out just because one i think rollins is more emphatic on it than anything mm-hmm. else on there um, is almost sing-songy at parts. Oh, it definitely is sing-songy. Yeah, uh, and and you get kind of some build-ups, and what you lose on this record that I think you still have at Loose Nut are build-ups in some of the songs that crescendo, and you can actually feel it. So there's emotion. Whereas here, there's lots of scaling that'll kind of stop into like weird, f- no fuzz because the production's so fucking shitty, but like. Uh, scaling to a hard stop into a like janky solo like and it's the like it's the like bargain bi- basement of Greg Ginn uh, guitar tricks on this record and, and if you really want to say it it's also the bargain basement of, of artwork because oh, oh. The, let's have a primary background of brown and also like th- why didn't they just pick one of those images and use it Instead of like all of them, because I mean, they were like at this point, they were kind of like on the outs with Pettibone. And I think they just had these drawings and just I don't even know. If, I, I mean, I'm not sure they had permission, but I don't know what's fact versus like urban legend. Yeah, I would know, love that, to hear his version of the story, because I bet it's like, yeah, Greg had rights to all those images. So he decided to just use them all because he knew they, they didn't have a chance to uh, do six albums. So why not just put them all on one record cover? Well, I mean, in reading like the City Gardens book, it makes it seem like I, I don't know that like at the time that they knew they were going to break up at this point. But 
It's the same way that like Metallica got super mad about like Echo Brain. Uh, like Greg Ginn got like real butthurt about like Henry Rollins spoken word mm-hmm. and ultimately like just was like, well, I'll just do gone now. You know, it's like, yeah. but no, no one wanted that. Like even at the height of Terra Black Flagness, like I gone was convince- gone was a step too far. It was, I, it, just, it, I couldn't convince myself to like it. Gone, uh, all right. So for people who are unfamiliar, gone was Greg Ginn's, um, instrumental band that was late era uh and it was all instrumental there were no vocals in gone correct i don't believe so i mean I, there's, I can't, probably, I mean, there's definitely gone records i haven't heard yeah um, right right but to memory there was no vocalist which thinking of it now maybe that's an even like bigger zinger to rollins is to be like yeah fuck you oh you're the lead singer you're gonna have like these spoken words i'm gonna do an instrumental band without your ass um, yeah i mean gone has I mean, Cool T-shirts, mm-hmm. funny record titles, kind of cool-looking records, and like almost unlistenable. Like I would really like to like it. It's I, just I, I, I wish I liked it. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, the first Gone record is '86, yeah. so Black Flag was already like on the outs. Let me just look at. Let's just for funsies uh, look yeah. at catalog numbers to see where this is. So this is SST '61. And yep. let's see what in my head is. In my head is SST forty five. They were busy. Right. No, they were busy. <laughs> like yo, eight, SST. If you want to have a fun nerdy time, go look at the SST Discogs page and look at it by sort it by catalog number. It's freaking wild. Um, yeah. But okay. so so this record is just not all right. Um, and I don't even hate it. That's the thing. No, no, the, I, I can. I could listen to this record and when it hits the songs I like from who's got the 10 and a half, I'm going to be excited because I like those songs. I don't love these versions. Um, I do really like you're retired at 21 and oh, drinking sure. and I driving. Have, you know? I have society's so, keys tattoo. I mean, I, you know, like I'm, I'm into it. Um, yeah. So, so <laughs> if this was, all right. Uh, if this is an EP, would you call a four song EP? Do you think it would qualify as good? Yes, I think yes, too. I'm I'm saying yes, because because the songs, the songs Drinking and Driving and Retired at 21 are good enough to buoy. And the song in my head is cool and memorable. Um, Let's just say that instead of for some reason, they, you know, like the whatever shit studio they were going to go to was like booked that day. And, you know, it's it's, you know, recording a couple months. Let's hit that place up where we recorded the 82 demos. Yeah. And record this record that style, yeah. it would be awesome. But like it, it literally, you awesome. could say that about any of these records. No, but that's, uh, that's the big thing is if you, if, yeah, the, there's such a distinct guitar sound on the studio albums for the late and all the late era Black Flag material that it's it's really tough. Um, if yo, know, if they had recorded this wherever the fuck they recorded what the, and given it that guitar sensibility, it would be a thousand times better. Yeah, it's it's it's. I think it's. It might be the, the same way that they like talk about how if like computers do everything, they wouldn't be fun because they'd be perfect. Um, like they might have overpracticed. So oh. there's like it's it's too formulaic. Like there's no like there's no like just fun on this record. It's too just dialed in that it, it takes away the goodness. Okay, so question one was if this was an EP, would it qualify as good? We're saying yes. Mm-hmm. Question two. If this was your introduction to Black Flag, would this record alone inspire you to check out the rest of their catalog? 
maybe, but I don't know. Yeah, it's in the I don't know. You, you, you might because you might be like, "What's the deal? Why does everyone like this?" It's fine, yeah, and then right. <laughs> then get go keep going. And I feel like that's there's somebody who lis- who's listening to this that that is their story. It's like, yeah, I got in my head first. It kind of sucked, but everybody liked Black Flag, so I tried real hard. And then I heard the other records. I was like, okay. All I right. think Damien's first one he got was like Family Man or something. Like he got a wrong one first. Yeah, that that's that falls both those fall in the wrong Black Flag records category. Yeah. Um, question three: Is this a hardcore record? No, I don't think so. <laughs> where where do we put it? Like, like it's funny because the term post hardcore, as as discussed on Axagrind a, a bunch of times, it it comes with a, a sound and a connotation to it. You know, that's really really associated with the 90s but in my opinion if you wanted to call this post-hardcore in the same way that you could call like Husker Du post-hardcore when they start getting kind of jammy and doing Mm -hmm. different things you could but I don't know where else to put it because there's very few things that sound like this it's the same thing we like what do you do with Sonic Youth and like like our Sonic Youth it's like it's not necessarily like grunge it's not necessarily like rock you know it it's like, where do you throw those bands? And it's like yeah, post-hardy noise rock of the 80s. Yeah, and it's kind of that, I guess. It's, it's not as noisy as you want it to be. No, you know? no, I wish, I wish this was... I wish there was a fuzz pedal even in within a mile radius of this record. Like, if there was any sort of noisiness on this record, it would be a lot better. Um, all right, so let, let's move forward. What's the next record on your list? I'm going to go slip it in. Oh, wow, okay. Do you do you or do you disagree? No, no, I don't think so. I think I agree. I think because um, just tracks. Yeah, that's, that's where it falls on. It, it. I was gonna say it's short, but I don't think it is. Um, <laughs> they open like, with a six-minute title track. Yeah, the, all those songs are long as shit. The shortest song in here is is my ghetto, and it's still two minutes long. Um, Good song. Yeah, the thing is, like, I, I might like more songs on in my head, but I have to know that "Slip It In" is a better record. Oh, hold on, here we go. All right, so let's track track it. Slip it in the song. Fine. If it was half half the length, it'd be twice as good. The thing is, if it was the same song but with cooler lyrics, it would just be called "The Bars," and it's later on the record. Yeah, the bars is. Is a legitimate they're, good song. They're very similar. Only, I I enjoy the the lyric concept of the bars way more than I enjoy the lyric concept of like picking up a groupie and getting her to cheat on her boyfriend. You know, like yeah, yeah. We is... we should maybe we'll. This is a good chance to pause and talk about this because. Uh, <laughs> so so slip it in um, the song and the album art is the nun hugging mm-hmm. the leg of a dude who needs to shave his legs maybe um, yeah you know, i'm not offended by the album art at all it, it is what it is um I, I think it's fine the lyrical content of slip it in and then going through some more of this era of the black flag material and i was listening to family man for the first time in easily 15 years mm-hmm. uh it's a little, there's a little, you're, you got like some penis showing here. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, with, with, uh, I like talking about this with certain other big acts like Kiss, for example. 
where you can point out I'm like when they in your 16. Yeah. No, when, when bands lose touch with reality, um, <laughs> like Kiss clearly at a certain point, like didn't like their the like arrested development, like what's a banana, $20. Like they don't know how the world works anymore. So black flag writing a song about like sleeping with groupies, like they, no one's relating to, I mean, it, maybe it was a, it was a pre AIDS scare kind of world. So maybe, maybe they were, but like, I mean, I, I just don't know who was like relating. It was such an alienating yeah. like and, set and of lyrics. Like, like there's a part of me that thinks, and this is what I was thinking. Cause I like, I'm an unabashed, like I like Henry Rollins. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do too, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. I, there's a part of me that feels that, you know, when you see the interviews of him in this era, mm-hmm. there's a shtick. There's a, there's an, attitude there's a vibe when you read some of his writings this dude was clearly in a place that i would say is pretty whack actually um and was like there's a bit of a sideshow that i think he would probably if you if you were his good friend you could probably get him to cop to like yeah i mean that was pretty whack uh I i have a hard time believing that there was a part of his life during black flag where he was consistently having to deal with anyone saying i kind of got a boyfriend to him um i mean uh, I just think, yeah, the lyrics I, are pretty regrettable and i i don't think about it because it's a catchy song but but let's go through the lyrics you're loose slip it in. <laughs> put your brain in a noose slip it in and the next year you regret it slip but, it in. but you're still loose. But you're still loose um say you don't want it you don't want it say you don't want it then you slip it on in like a little, a little rapey in current parlance. Uh, oh, I, I don't know. That's a little. I mean, that's yeah, you keep no, going. I mean, you know? It's just yeah. You say you don't want it. Um, you feel like a whore, but what you did the night before, you decided to be all loose and go all crazy. Now let me say this: these lyrics are really kind of ugly in current mm-hmm. scheme of things. Is is this sort of a classic black flag song? Oh, for sure. It's, you no, know, this was a set staple from the time they recorded it on. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, it'd be, I'm going to, let me see, I just wanted to see something. If like, if I go to, I don't know if me going to black flag in my phone. Yeah. I'm like, I want to see if it was in the, the Spotify top five, uh, yeah. but it is, oh, yeah. it is not, it it's is not, not. Okay. rise above uh, nervous breakdown, six pack t- TV party. TV my war. Um, I, so let me see if I can pull it on the computer. I don't want to fuck with the recording. Um, yeah. So, so let's, let's start with this. Slip it in. Man. Okay. Well, so there's the regrettable nature of this and there's other lyrical, uh, regrets. I'd say this is the biggest in Black Flag's career. It's yeah. just a little bit rough. Um, track to track. Yeah. There's not a lot I, of songs on here. Go ahead. Do you want to throw that against White Minority? But anyway, um... no, you're right. White Minority's <laughs> it's really bad. Um, yeah. It's the worst of Rollins. Black yeah, Black. yeah, yeah. Um, it's so slip it in the song fine, but in reality, the bars is almost the same song and better. And without Black the Coffee, incredible background, yeah. yeah. Black, Black Coffee, Coffee, cool. Yeah. Wound up, cool, but too long. Rat's Eyes, definitely too long, but I enjoy. I like what they're going for. Rat's Eyes is the song on here where I'm like, yeah, it's long and it's really weird, but I like it. Yeah. Um, Obliteration, great. Like, the best Black Flag instrumental. The bars, oh, yeah. 
Very good instrumental, actually. Yeah. The bars, as we said, better slip it in. That's my, my, my ghetto is essentially just like another version of like spray paint. It's like a really weird song to be this late in their career. I think and, live, but, but it might I, have had like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I like the placement on this record and um, just the, the tempo change compared to the rest of the record. Yeah. It's half and, the length of the next shortest song. Oh, yeah. And You're Not Evil, seven minutes long, fine. I, and honestly, for a seven-minute song, it doesn't fully bother me. I, uh, I going to say, I kind of like this song. I wonder what it would have sounded like at three and a half. But, like, for me, if I'm just going ranking the top three songs, yeah. my favorite song is an instrumental. The Bars is my second favorite. And then I guess Black Coffee? Like, it's it's weird... You know, like I, I, the song, the record's, I think, a very good C plus. Like I, I don't, it doesn't outwardly offend me, so it's not like hitting extremes as being extremely bad, but it's yeah. definitely not hitting extremes as being extremely good. I just can't see this being anyone's favorite Black Flag record unless they like bought oh, it first, and that's like, like a personal reminiscent kind of thing. Yeah, like because there's such records that are better. Uh, that that said obliteration is like a very very it's what you want gone to be and it isn't okay if you're making this a four song ep what what's on it what stays which uh, all right a, which is, has to be a four song double-sided 12 inch to or not double-sided yeah double-sided uh, to make it work track side a is the bars my ghetto side two is side b is yeah. ob- obliteration black coffee yeah okay I think that works. As I think that work. I think that would. I think the op- like, you know how you know everyone just thinks about like you know, the uh, side two. You got to open with this. I think them opening with obliteration on side two is just is it just. Works. What, very, it very works for the like, works for the record. It would work for the 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 imaginary single as well. Okay, so is this, um, if this was your first introduction to Black Flag, would it inspire you to check out their other material? Definitely. This is the first one. Yeah, this is the first one where I'm like, yeah, it's a definite. Definitely would. Um, because there's enough going on that it hints at stuff. And I think you haven't... Loose Nut's a weird exception that we'll talk about, but this record, unlike in my head, there's still urgency. There's still, like, you can still feel some urgency. There's still some sort of angry parts. And, like, I think Rollins is still feeling it on this record. Um, yeah. I don't think it's his best performance, but I think he has a couple real moments on this record. And as far as like weird recording, I want to say might have been Rat's Eyes. One of those was recorded with like a lapel mic, you know, like something like they were doing all sorts of like weird recordings that you can't tell because it sounds pretty uniform. But I, I think there's weird stuff. I want to say, was there still a song written by Chuck Dukowski on this record? Maybe mm, I think maybe. I wonder about my ghetto. I can't remember. Uh, But Chuck Dukowski was not on this record, but I think wrote... He might have wrote... You think you're evil? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's there's Dukowski. I think I can actually very easily look. Here, I'm looking Um, at the bars. The bars of Dukowski and Rollins. So so there we go. Um, All right, so is this still punk music? Yeah, I think so. I too. think so. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think because you could definitely make arguments that Black Coffee wound up 
the bars, my ghetto, maybe not the bars, but yeah, but the bars, my ghetto are punk songs, you know, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think, I think they hit the pace and it's just, they're long. I forget how long these songs are because it's just, I haven't sat with slip it in as an album for a while. This is well, a, I, I listened to it with headphones for your suggestion, like a few weeks ago, yeah. like the whole thing. And it's, that's where, that's where rat's eyes when you're like, I'm going for a walk and I'm just listening to this four minute song with headphones, not doing any, not like driving and having to pay attention or like, you know, like while you're just listening to this record, it's, it's very long. I believe it. All right. All right. So, uh, what is next on the list? Loose nut. Really? Okay. All right. What do you want? You want to go my war? I think I do, but, uh, let's, let's do loose nut. Well, you know what? Let's 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 talk. Let's do a track by track, side by side of Loose Nut and My War. Okay. Opening and just cut. just on songs because here's the deal: production on Loose Nut the album sucks. Uh, yes. Production Which on is, My War is great. So with Loose Nut, be, I really just want to listen to live versions. That's the only reason why Loose Nut's so low. The songs Loose, are so good. Yeah, they, that's there's the, so the much Loose better Nut, live. You can hear so much of Loose Knot on Who's Got the Ten and a Half. Let's, all right, this is a good time to do this break because I think this is where the uh, discography gets kind of cut. Um, live 84 is a good live record to me. Maybe even very good. It's a Who's, great live record. Yeah, you like it a lot more than me, but I yeah. think it's very good. To, it's good to very good. Who's Got the Ten and a Half is one of the three punk live records that matters to me. I fucking love it. I wonder about it being someone's introduction to the band, but like uh, at I the level of interest was, I have, you, I, I think it's so good. I think if it was your introduction, you would also be fine. I think you'd be in. I think you would at least check out the rest of it because it's just got such a good track listing. The, the songs, the late era Black Flag songs that they play on who's got the 10 and a half and the live 84 stuff that they touch into. Um, they're great. You realize how amazing these songs could be in the right studio with the right kind of aggression. And it's so weird that, uh, that friction, that difference between the live performance of those songs and how they sound on the studio records. It's like, yeah, right. You're still kind of like shredding and playing loud live. Why does it sound like you went to someone's, who was who heard new wave records once to produce these records for you? Like what the fuck? All and right. If, and if you're for the extra grind listener, if yeah. you're not familiar with these live records on who's got the 10 and a half, they don't play the gimme, gimme, gimme is the old, the oldest song they play on it. And then the song, my war is the next oldest song. Like yeah. they are not doing early material at all by 85 yeah. and versus live 84. They play Nervous Breakdown. They open with an eight-and-a-half-minute instrumental, but then they play Nervous Breakdown. They, yep. they play Fix Me. They yeah. play Six Pack. They yep. play Jealous again. You know, like, that. that's... I mean, they're, they're still really funny... not playing damage shit. They, but no. At least, like, there's peppered in old songs to, like, yeah. kind of keep you attached to it. Yeah, I wonder what the difference was in, in that. I think that's kind of a... It's almost a clean break. But I will say, in 85 is when... Is 85 the year that Loose Nut and In My Head come out? I think so, right? Or is In My Head um, In My Head's 86, I want to say. Loose, Loose Nut's the tour, the tour was 86, at least. So that's why In My Head it's 86. 
Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it's, it's 86. Per, per Discog, it's 86. Yeah, that's right. Okay, good. Um, okay, so track by track, Loose right. Nut. We'll start with Loose Nut. They both Loose open Nut, the with song. title tracks. Yes. Uh, Bastard so, in Love. Hold on. We, if we're just doing this. Yeah, you, you Lo- take my Loose, war. I'll, do, Lo- I'll hold okay. Loose Nut. So Loose Nut versus My War, song for song. My War, better song. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan, and this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street. Do you disagree or agree? I agree. It's like a... No, it's we'll, like we'll a, go back and forth like on this. Don't worry. It's like a nine versus an eight. So Yeah. My War, better Black Flag song than Loose Nut. All right, yes. track two. Can't decide. Verse bastard in love. Maybe Ooh. bastard in love. Uh, I don't know. I might do. I still might modern do. Modern man decide. sorrow. Oh, I mean, I fuck. Uh, I mean, well, no, modern man. We're not no, there bas- yet. We're no, bastard, bastard in love. love. Yeah, yeah, I know. Sorry, I'm sorry. They push you shove, man. Um, That's right. You know, There's no. Bo- bastard bastard love is great. My love, but is, can't, real. My love is real. Can't, love is can't real. decide. I think is can't bad. decide's great too. So I think call that a tie. It's a tie or can't decide. So don't worry, you, you take over in a second. Next track, Beat My Head Against the Wall versus Annihilate This Week. Okay. Annihilate This Week, probably. Okay, so Annihilate This Week gets one. And I gave the win to Can't Decide because Can't Decide is a... It's better, it's, come on. I'm not... Once again, love I, is great. It's I a great have a loose nut tattoo. I'm, I'm, I know. I'm in. Oh, you do, I know. <laughs> but you have a My War tattoo, too. I should have gotten loose nut on my wrist. Yeah, that would have still, been... You still can, man. Um... I got, I got a whole lifetime in front of me. All right. Nile this week is, is, is loose nuts on the board. Okay. So then the next track, track four, I love you versus best one yet. Best one. Best, yet. best one yet. Better song. Not... I mean, I, I, I love you. Great song, but, but, but yes, best one yet. It's a song. good song. Best one yet's better. Here's where this sucks again. Yep. Next track, modern man versus forever time. I already put my finger up for modern man. Obviously modern close. man. It's better not... song. Modern Man is a fucking great song. Okay, then we got Swingin' Man versus This Is Good. 
That's, oh, this, this is a good. This is a tighter race. Uh, you make I don't me love, want. I, don't I love, hate two one. I don't you love either of these songs, but I might take Swingin' Man over. This is good. Oh, no, I'm taking this is good. That long. <laughs> think about the who's is is. This is good is on. Who's got the ten and a half? Isn't it? Yeah. Because that live version is so good that you make me want. Okay, I fine. I'll give you. I'll give right, this. Four. This is good to you. Yeah. Know, and you win that one. All right. Next track. Nothing left inside. Verse. I'm the one. I think. You're gonna go nothing left inside. This we're not talking about uh, the Descendants. I'm the one. Um, I know, which is a better song, probably. Um, Maybe so I'm. I'm gonna go nothing left inside. I think it's great. Nothing. Uh, That's so a really I'm good gonna, song. That's a really good song. I'm gonna go my war on this one. Then we got sinking versus three nights. Oof. Let me think about I'm go- this for a second. I'm go. I'm going. I'm going three nights. You know that that whole like wow, even one in. of the hearts, three and inside. Yeah, this is this is close. I'll give you that one for sure because it could go either way. Neither of those is neither of those is in my top thirty Black Flag songs. Correct, but I I, I like three nights. I mean, side two, man. I, I like three nights more than I like sinking. Now she's black versus scream. <sighs> I mean, I'm probably more likely to put on "Now She's Black," but but I but I don't I don't love it. But scream, I love it. <laughs> but I, I like nothing left inside and three nights way more than I like scream. Also, for personal touchstones, my CD of my war skips so bad during scream that I ju- I generally would turn it off. Yeah, um, you can credit Matt Molnar to ruining sure. my copy of my war, but uh, so. I don't have the same affinity for Scream as I do other songs on the record because the CD would skip so bad that I would turn it off. Yeah. Now She's Black, though, I, I don't know what they're going for. <laughs> now She's Black is <laughs> one of the weirder songs that, that it's like... I might give it to Scream, but... Uh, like... I, she's Black might be instantly more memorable to me than, like, She's Black. Oh, for sure. You know, like... But, I, I don't think it's about race, if anyone's I, asking that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they, they uh, moved I, away from the said, minority conversation here. That said, I have no idea what it's about either. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I don't know what okay. they're going for. So I might go Now She's Black over Scream, but so I don't know. I think that puts this even tight at 5-4. Yeah. You know it's I mean? cool they have the same number of songs. I agree. Um, I was I never put that together before. Um, me neither. When we started doing this, I'm like, oh fuck, I hope this works. And then it worked so good. Yeah. Um it was. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> that said, the recording on Loose Nut on My War is better. Way better. The recover on Loose Nut is cooler. Yep. Um, so my war is like a pretty icon. I think if you ask the general person, I wonder if they'd prefer the cover of my war. I think it it's would, more popular, my, right? My war would be a better cover if the hand was wearing not a stupid boxing, like an oven mitt. Uh, I have no <laughs> the Arby's no glove. <laughs> yeah, why? Why is Hamburger Helper going to kill the Knot Man? Um, yeah. I don't know why. I I assume it's because he just didn't want to draw fingers, but I I don't know. Um, yeah. I think that was like a weird, like oh shit, I rounded this thing too much. It's not like knuckles. Oh, it can be a boxing glove. Cool. Yeah, the the choice of glove I think is weird. Um, 
but uh, is but, the cover of Loose Nut like too racy? No. Let me answer the question. It's great. It's perfect. It's like so weird. Like, w- can we talk about the guy's outfit? What's with the hat? He's just, he, he he honestly he was really excited for the Dropkick Murphys live stream. That was going to yeah. be the question: was is it a <laughs> is it a scally cap or are we thinking like uh, a beret? The, yeah, beret. I think it's scally cap. Yeah, this I is, think he's definitely more of a Dropkick Murphys guy. Yeah, he's definitely more of a Dropkick guy than an Omni Peterson's Army guy. Um, yeah, but the <laughs> or a Rixie guy, right? Yeah, yeah, Rixie. yeah. Reeks, Rixie. I, I prefer Rixie as well. Um, yeah. No, I mean, the cover. I don't cover know why it's weird. Really good. It's so weird. The font on Loose Nut. Have you ever looked at the words Loose Nut? It's so weird. Why would yeah, they they're shaped like that? The, the O's are like eggs. Like, I don't know. Yeah. He looks like he's in a keyhole. Like a, you could put, the, a keyhole. You put dots in the O's of Loose Nut. It looks like a weird eyes. You know what I mean? Like, it's really weird. It's a good um, font, yeah. It, it is. Yeah. It is. It is a keyhole, like peeking in. Uh, uh, it's so odd. His feet are really oddly dangling over the black. The SST logo never looked better than it does in in highlighter <laughs> pink, you know. Um, but then almost, look at the back cover. Like, what the hell? Is, yeah, like that's also like just a, a great back cover. Because after this, they just start doing like solid color back covers. Whereas yeah. this is like the weird girl in the window. Um, so good. So the covers kind of might be a push. I don't know. I I, I like I like the loose nut cover more. Yeah. Um, and that that said, like those two records for me are, are are real neck and neck. But when I did my ranking before we did the song for song, yeah, I I put. Uh, see, here's the funny one: is I don't know if that's where I would put Nervous Breakdown. What do you mean? I, like as far as like I in my initial ranking, I had my war nervous breakdown loose nut as far as best to worst. Oh, uh, oh, okay. So you're putting, so you're well. I mean, my my big kicker is here. Like, I like if we're going like here's the deal. I'm going to consider production because you have to. Correct. Songs, I like the songs on loose nut more than damaged. For me. It's you're, a crazy person thing to say. It's a crazy it person could, thing to say. It could totally just be just having heard those songs on Damaged so many times that I'm just burnt on it. You know what I mean? But no, you, like, like that's not true. Like, clearly, the song Rise Above, Spray Paint, Six Pack, like, these are all great songs. Depression, like, these are great songs. Like, no the, more. Yeah, yeah like, like Paint. Like, I, I mean, I, as I said, so, I got this record so young and, and like in an era of that old people like to talk about where you just like you commit to a record where instead of just like streaming now into the next thing, like you just listen to the same record every day for like months. Yep. Um, so like my damage for me is such like a personal thing that I have to put it for, like very yeah. high up. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's pull back. Loose nut. What do you like about it? I really like the songs. The the record is good. It's a the songs. It has tracks. It Um, has tracks. One hundred percent. Like that's the thing. Like uh, what do I love about it? I I love Modern Man. I love Annihilate This Week. I love Bastard Love. I love Loose Nut. I love Best One Yet. 
You yeah. know, like I, I love <laughs> it's it so a lot. Good. Yo, like, like <laughs> it's got maybe six of nine just bangers, like bangers. And and that's maybe that's the problem is that Loose Nut comes out and it's like, oh shit, this is way better than Slip It In. It has better songs, even though the production sucks. Damn, they up their game. And then in my head comes out, and you're like, oh shit, like two and a half cool songs. Like I am more likely to say, oh, you want to check out Black Flag? I would, if someone was telling me what order do I listen to these in, I'm going to tell them to listen to Loose Nut before I tell them to listen to My War. That said, I think My War, like for my list, is is just more like of a, a game changer slash like, it's something that was like kind of like a fucking credo during fucking tear it up. So I, I, it, it's got a spot for me. But the like, song, my word is undeniable too. Like, it's just a great song. Loose nut. I mean, I will, I would definitely tell someone to check, hear live version first, yep. but loose nut for me, I think it may be a better record, but I don't want to say that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do. I do. Well, so here's the deal. Um, if you heard loose nut, would it inspire you to check out the rest of this band's catalog? Yeah, yes, definitely. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. The production sucks. Um, yeah, that's, for, that's about and, it. And, and from experience, hearing My War, it really gave me pause about checking out more of their discography. Oh, okay. But well, I, mean, I and, was and, like and 12. The, the time, I was a kid. Right. Yes. I think if you, if, if, and that's like, honestly, if you're just discovering punk music, Loose Nut might be tough because it's, I don't know though. The production. Okay, here's why Loose Nut would be tough. The production on Loose Nut is so wonky and weird. I can't mm-hmm. think of any punk records that sound like it other than um, in my head and some of the Gone yeah. production. So weird. Uh, yeah. That yeah. said, no, no, no one's go- like. There's no like disclose style band that's like going for that crummy production. You know, like Blast didn't want to sound like Loose Nut. Okay, you back? Yeah, I didn't go. Yeah, like the, okay, the yeah. production Here, on that was, here's is, the was no, no one was going for that. Yeah, like, like there's as, I don't know if this is all going for twice for everybody, but like there's no disclose for for La- loose nut or black flag. Like blast was yeah. not going for loose nut or black flag. Like no. the production sucks. So pr- production sucks. However, if you were coming into punk with no other reference points other than maybe a couple other starter records, you could hear this these songs. Rollins is going is good on this record, and there's some clicks and and kind of like earworm earwig kind of things that would stick with you enough that I think you could power through Loose Nut. Whereas My War might be too abrasive and the long dirgier stuff, unless you're coming from a place where that stuff's normal or like metal or something. There's a density to My War once you get past the first couple tracks that can be rough side two of my war is not for the untrained ear yeah but if you're if you're just like a straight like mock one hardcore fan like you just want to listen like the urban waste seven inch like you could listen to like my war and at least like get the emotion out of it whereas loose nut is where they don't really have as much emotion but man they've got tracks you know got tracks so that's, that's the that's why we are saying get who's got the ten and a half because you can hear the tracks with the emotion yeah. yeah, and like, that's that's yeah that that's why I'm putting it that 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 in my ranking that way. Okay. So, <clears throat> my war, uh, my war over loose nut. I think that's pretty reasonable. Um, is there anything 
with my war like production on my war is pretty good yeah it's got its weirdness but like it's fine like everything black flag studio post damage has some peculiarities doesn't sound like much else Um, yeah like you know there might have been some other sst related projects that had some weird shit going on but i don't know at at Um, the height of my like black flag obsession I still didn't decide that I was going to like try to go all in on SST because in reality, it's just too weird of a label. So dense. Have you listened to any of the Lojack podcasts? Um, the label where they're going through every SST record? No, I've listened to a couple, but like it's too much. It's a little tough. It's a little tough. Like no, not, not a diss to the quality of the podcast. No, podcast not at all. Quality, no. Very good. But if, it's just if, the records. If, if podcasting were a thing when I was 23, like 100%, both feet all in, that's what I would be doing with my life. Can, can, we talk about, can we talk about how much better working at a screen printing shop would have been with podcasts? Yes and no. I mean, there's obviously it would kill so much time. But yes. I, I mean, I, do, I wouldn't want to take away like listening to sleep for a a week you know That's like right. i would I, mean, I think to... we probably would figure out how to make that work but podcasts would certainly be like a welcome reprieve oh for sure but we, you know but then you wouldn't be able to like when this podcast ends like what will be the first song of the day you know oh, like you no. wouldn't get to like figure that stuff out yeah i mean yeah 70 <laughs> percent of the time it was lincoln park so it was um, almost lincoln park but you get, get the wild card you might say beastie boys True. Right, threw that in there. Oh, yeah. Crazy wild card. Yeah. Intergalactic planetary. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, man. All right. What's your next record? Uh, boop, boop, boop. All right. So I had, as I said, I had done my war nervous breakdown loose nut as a, as a weird. I threw, I threw nervous breakdown pretty low on my list. I'll be totally honest. So let's, I mean, nervous breakdown, the first black flag record, four songs, EP, Keith Morris. Uh, I is listened to it first, today. Is it, the first, is it the first American punk hardcore record that matters? Well, y- y- what about Bad Brains? No, Bad Brains matters for sure. The, this is recorded in 78, but didn't come out until 79. I think right. Pay to Come is before that, right? Yep. Pay to Come 79. 78. Nine, right? Or is it, that's not 78. I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. all the same shit. It's all know? the same like, way. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it's extremely important. That said, like, I mean, it, as I said, I listened to it before we got on the phone today. It's, it's very, very good. You yeah. know, the thing is for just my own dumb growth, I didn't hear it as early. So it, it's not one of those things that's as important to me as damaged. Yeah. So we can, we can go like more deep, but just, I put, damaged and jealous again above it just because of they were their importance to me um but like yeah i mean i listened to it today nervous breakdown's fucking great fix me is great i've had it's great wasted's fine um yeah that's true wasted is just fine the other three songs are top flight and the thing is i think i would just rather listen to group sex than i'd rather listen to nervous breakdown Ooh, it's tough. Group sex oh, is so I, I, good. It's so good. But Nervous Breakdown being four songs. And the track Nervous Breakdown, the way it starts is so memorable. And like the build up right after that, it's 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 a perfect song. Um, yeah, but like, 
there might be songs on group sex that I like more. I don't know. That's okay. where it's tough. All right, quick. Hold on. Yo, Red Tape. Fucking great. Yeah, hold on. I just want some... Yeah. I just want some skank. Great. Okay, uh, let's do group sex versus the song Nervous Breakdown. You're saying Red Tape as good as Nervous Breakdown. I think I am. <sighs> wow. Yo, know, group sex is a criminally underrated and under-talked about punk record. Um, no, don't just Google group sex. It sends you to X videos. Yeah. Don't cool. do it at work, at least. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, um, oh, Circle Jerks group sex. Is, yeah, I wonder how that works in Exvid. But, uh, yeah. but I've, I've never searched it, I'll be honest. Um, but, like, it's it's obviously comparing a full length to a 7-inch is tough. Um, I mean, like, so here's the thing. Deny everything. Great 25-second blast. I just want some skank. Awesome. So good. Beverly Be- Hills. Great. great. Operation. Very good. Back against, against the, wall, the wall, pretty good. Wasted, Wasted. again. Yeah, like it's a wash. Yeah. <laughs> Behind the door, fine. World of my ass, great. great. Paid vacation, great. Don't yeah. care, great. Live fast, die young, great. What's your what's what's your problem? Which song's that? Um, let me think about this. Girls hate guys. Things we say. Guys hate girls because of the things they say. Bonner, tell me what's your problem. What's inside of you? Tell me what's your problem. What you're gonna do? Oh, uh, that's a, don't have I can't. Yep, yep. Okay, uh, that sounds cool. It's fine. It's fine. Group sex, so. throwaway. Yep. Red, Red tape, tape. Very ripper. Good. Yeah. yeah. I'm putting nervous breakdown above these, but there's other songs on here that are in the ballpark. I'm putting. I mean, don't tell anyone else, but I might okay. put fucking group sex over damaged. I fucking love group sex. I it's think so I might good. Too. That's the thing. Like track to track on that is would be fun. <sighs> Damn. Okay, we're gonna do that. Let's do it. All right. Let me. Pull Which one do you want? <laughs> you? I just. I already googled group sex. Uh, so All right. I have. I have both. So rise above verse. Deny everything. Deny everything. Probably. <sighs> I don't. All right, so Rise Above's been played into the ground. <laughs> and it's like, it feels more like uh, a Vans commercial than a, a legendary hardcore yeah. punk song. Deny Everything is 25 seconds. It's perfect. I'm giving it to Rise Above. Okay, um, fine. Okay. Spray paint the walls. I just want some skank. <laughs> I just want some skank. I just want some skank. Yeah. Six sure. pack Beverly Hills. <sighs> Beverly Hills. Maybe, uh... <laughs> Six yeah, probably. Good, but Beverly Hills, yeah. So it's two yeah. one group sex. Yeah. Uh, what I see versus operation. Operation, operation. It's operation. Yeah, operation. Okay. TV, so we're, par- yeah, TV we, party against back for, against the wall. Uh, TV party sucks. So back against the wall. <laughs> thirsty, uh, and miser- thirsty yeah. and miserable versus wasted. No thirsty, contest. It's thirsty. obviously thirsty and miserable. Yeah, very, very good. So, so if we're Giving it, if we're being liberal, what we're going with are our emotions right now. It's four two, group sex. If we're yeah, if we're giving something to Black Flag, maybe it's three three. But okay, it's four two right now. Yeah. Then we have police story versus wasted. No contest. It's police story. No, it's behind the door, right? Which oh track? yeah, police, yeah. Police story versus behind the door. I think it's police story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, then we have gimme 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 versus world up my ass. Take a world up my ass. Yeah. No. Yeah. Give me, give me, give me. Uh, 
I only can think of the of the live eighty five version right now. Yeah, I know. Um, That's the version that's so in my long. head is bronze. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, uh, I think it's rolled up my ass. Yeah, I think it's rolled up. Then we have depression versus paid vacation. Uh, depression. Dep- depression. Room thirteen versus don't care. Don't man, care. Man, don't care is probably better. Room. Th- I mean, then we have damage two versus live fast die young. Live fast, die young. Probably. Yeah, it's close. It's close. Okay, yeah. What's your problem versus no more? No more. No more. Uh, padded cell versus group, group sex. sex. Group Obviously, sex. padded cell. Oh, you're going padded cell. Yo, group sex is just the, the commercial. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's a, yeah. That's right. That's that track sucks. Yeah. Life of pain versus red tape. Whoa. Tough, <laughs> tough one. But you got to go red tape. But life of pain is so uh, good. Life of pain and is great. And then you have damaged. Then you have damaged one, which, yeah. which uh, damaged one versus group sex would be a better throwaway track game. Yeah. And you and you'd pick damaged one. Yeah. So that's pretty even, actually. Yeah. yeah um, I think just, that's pretty it, even. I think it just depends on your mood. Yeah. You I know, agree with that. if you're because there's you're a couple good. where it's like okay, like like right now, to be honest, I want to say deny everything, but because I'm just in that mood. But rise above is a like it's a it's a pretty good song, you know. Like it's it's like pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I I think if I'm going for a run, I'll throw on group sex, and you only have to really like skip one. But if you're putting damaged on a run, then you have to skip damaged one. You might want to skip songs like No More because they they they're like it's a two and a half minute song with like a minute thirty of like build up. Yeah. Um, yeah. To for for comments for nobody. Uh, that band burned up, bled dry. Did a really good cover of of No More. Um, <laughs> Shout out, burn up, bled dry. I haven't thought of them in a while. Uh, uh, the seven inch was okay. They had two seven inches. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm I'm thinking of one, but I can't remember the title of it. They did anything. one on like Slap a Ham, or and one yeah. on Central Underground Ministries. Maybe I don't know. I forget who did the other burned up, bled dry. I I know. I'll just look it up. But okay, so look, back to Black Flag. D- damaged is. Uh, Oh no, we're talking nervous. <laughs> we're talking nervous breakdown. You feel like it's low. Yeah, there's a lot of people who will put this as their number one with a bullet very easy, like not not even question it, and it's not in your top three. No, I, I mean the thing is for me, Jealous Again is my number one Black Flag release. It's a very good record. And the thing is, it has the the most lyrically questionable Black Flag song, and yep. it's got you've got we got something personal against you, which is also kind of a throwaway. Yeah, but the song "Gels Again," the song "Revenge," song "No Values," and if I'm being honest, the song "White Minority," yeah, all are fucking great. Yeah, and I and, I and I heard it so young, so like even though it was at the end of the CD, I would always listen to it. I would like that was, I no, mean, was I was fuck, I was a kid. Like I had no one to be like jealous of. Like I didn't have a girlfriend, let alone a girlfriend that was like sleeping with somebody else. You know. She's kind of got a boyfriend. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so all right. So let's here nervous breakdown. I think if you hear this record, uh, you you would not just be curious to hear the rest of the catalog of this band. You might be surprised by hearing the rest of the catalog of this band. Well, um, do, you, do you want to do nervous breakdown the song versus jealous again the song? Jealous again. Okay, let's break it out because we're gonna just, we're just gonna cut. You better get something personal against you because. Yeah. We are. Yeah. All right. The so- track to track then. Um, yeah. Nervous breakdown. The song. Versus jealous again. The song. I think I might like the the music of Nervous Breakdown more than the music of Jealous Again. 
and I like the vocal performance of Jealous Again more than the vocal performance of Nervous Breakdown because both have a lot of attitude though the Keith Morris Nervous Breakdown sounds a little more like it's more like a like little frantic more and, yeah, yeah yeah but Jealous Again has this real like weird it's weird you know like when it almost like he's trailing off at parts like the like you're yes. just gonna get good like it's it's weird yeah uh, i think i'm gonna give it that's that's a very tough question is jealous again the song versus nervous breakdown the song mm-hmm. gun to my head i'm taking nervous breakdown but i don't feel good about it you're, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, no, I, I know, I, 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 I know, but I just personally like I like those two songs a lot. Like, I like later Black Flag more. I vibe with it more than I like the early material. But I think it's really tough to deny that Jealous Again is a fantastic record, and that yeah. that uh, that Nervous Breakdown is a fantastic record. Like, those are two cornerstones of American punk and hardcore, in my opinion, in such a way that's like. They're aggressive, they're melodic, they're catchy, but they also both feel really urgent and like there's something going on. That's um, really different, both in the, the scheme of like the time they came out and also like they feel timeless to me. Like those records I feel, feel really timeless. There's some people who I think would say, no, that feels like fucking music from another time. And I don't, I, they might be right. Um, but it, it's, I think those records stand up in a way that, even some of the contemporary peers don't. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, like, it, it was just, it was breaking different ground, like, compared to, like, your Danger House scene, you oh. know? And even, like, the germs. Like, the germs are great, but, like, it, it's, it's such a different animal. Oh, and I mean, even, like, even stuff, you know, like, uh, talking historically, there's a lot of always, like, the Black Flag and dead kennedy's tours really kicked off a lot of american punk and hardcore across the country jealous again nervous breakdown stand up to me way better than dead kennedy's best material um and i really like dead kennedy's i, I was exposed to them first i heard i yeah. heard kennedy's and owned a dead kennedy's cd before i had a black flag record um yeah and, like, i mean I, I, still, I i still love fresh fruit like i love that record I got Gimme Convenience probably before I got my war. I once again it's another like very early like my my trajectory was definitely like Black Flag, the Exploited, Descendants, Dead Kennedys were like all like first four like punk bands I heard. Um but yeah, I I, I rarely I, I go literal years without putting on the Dead Kennedys. Yeah. Like I, I've I've listened to Dead Kennedys more in the last like like year. Just because it would probably been like, I don't know that I've listened to Dead Kennedys on purpose in 10 years. I should listen to them again. Right. <laughs> um, so in my life, I'm more likely to have a nervous breakdown than to be super jealous. Um, but I probably, I mean, I, I think it's kind of a push. Jealous, I think, yeah. I think yeah. that's kind of a wash. Like it's a really tough re- one. So, so like that's, that's a tie. Yeah. Um, then we got Revenge versus Fix Me. Revenge, man. Revenge is very good. <laughs> then we have I've Had It. Versus white minority. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, I know what you want to say. Uh, I know what I want to say. <laughs> what, the problem with white minority, and it's the same thing uh, uh, with guilty of being white, um, with by minor threat and all that, is the like the way that shit gets taken and twisted leaves a real 
sour taste in my mouth clearly the, um yeah. but but like song for song white minority is a very good punk song um it was sung and, by someone who was was hispanic okay. yeah exactly was written it was written by a white guy um <laughs> which so. maybe that's part of the play like i think some of that like performative theatrical play on things can can happen that in that time period um in a way that even even like five years later uh felt weird um certainly eight years later like by the mid 80s that feels really like incongruous um okay so i'll go revenge too i'll go white minority over yeah i've had it yeah um and then we have no values versus wasted yeah that's not a question yeah so so that that, that's why jealous again it's at worst three or four jealous again over nervous breakdown um, and then it's got the weird, you've got Ben, I've got something personal against you, which is just what wasted with Chuck yeah. Dukowski singing a song against Keith Morris. Sure. You bet uh, I, and, and like funny personality hint there. Uh, I like the, the cover of jealous again, more than the cover of nervous breakdown, both versions. You think so? I think so. I mean, I guess so. Nervous it's breakdown, cool. the, the dude's butt always looked weird. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, uh, yeah. I mean, I they're both the dude on loose nut. You know what I mean? Yeah, the back cover of South Boston. The back cover of Nervous Breakdown, though, pretty cool. Yeah, Um, I mean, Nervous Breakdown. I mean, if you listen to Henry Rollins and Get in the Van, they talk about like, oh, it's that man who's like got his fists in the air with someone having to hold him at bay with a chair. But it's so it looks like it looks like Gabbo from The Simpsons and the like, the stupid like MS Paint bricks. (laughs) <laughs> like it's a weird, it's a weird decision. Like when they got rid of that, it was a good, it was a good move. Yeah, yeah, a big step forward in the SST graphic design department. Um, all right, so so yeah, I, I, and the color, the yellow cover of Jealous Again, starts to really set the tone for I think some of the the what the theme that Black Flag started doing later on in their records with color block yeah. stuff. Um, all right, so we did. So you your ranking, what the go- in my yeah. head. Loose nut. No, I said no, slip it in. No, yeah, yeah. In my head. Uh, so what the? In my head. Slip it in. Loose nut. My war. Nervous breakdown. Then damaged. to damaged and then, then jealous, to jealous again. again. Yeah. All right, let's talk about damage just for a second. You, you talked about it a little bit. Is there anything you would change on it? Uh, let me go. Let me let me pull it up for for yeah. track reasons. Uh, do you think? It, well, let's start here because this I, is a I think. Our, so do you think I it think would be that, better without Rollins singing on it? No. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, because you can listen to everything went black, and you can essentially hear it with other singers. Yep. Des Des's voice is so good for like American Waste, and I've had it, but I think for the album, like a full Des thing, I just don't want it. Um, ch- chop like Ron Reyes. Once again, like his voice is too snotty, so this this I don't think works for him. Um, no, you can't do "Rise Above" with a snotty voice. No. So things that I have the problems that I have with it, I think that there's a little bit too much similarity between the in the B side. I think there's too many like long like no more padded cell life of pain. I think like I, I kind of think that uh, like to not say that that I dislike those songs, obviously, but I almost wonder what it would be like if it didn't, if this was two EPs, like two long EPs that ultimately two EPs where they had, they, they like split those songs up. So each, each record got like some of those songs on the B side. 
Yeah. You know, it, like if you took the A side and the B side, split them both in half and did like A1, B1, A2, B2 and made two different EPs out of it, it would be better. Um, I, I, I honestly think it might be too, too many songs, which is like such, they all be the Patrick in this, in this thing. Yeah. Um, because like I, I'm not mad about Police Story. I'm not mad about Thirsty Miserable or TV no. Party even or even Six Pack. You know, like I, I want those songs on there. But I think, you know, Room Thirteen damaged. I think the B side just gets a little bit same. Samey. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, okay, and damage clearly. If you heard that, it would inspire you to check out more of the band's catalog. Um, it, it, it encouraged me to check out more of the the band as well as the genre. Yes, yeah. And then Jealous Again. When did you first get Jealous Again? Do you remember? I, I mean, I got that one CD that had both. That's right. So That's right. Let's, That's right. Let's that. see if I can figure out just looking at uh, stupid the 30 versions on, on Discogs. Um, <laughs> I wonder if it's... It, so there's a... This isn't it. Let's see. Uh, fuck. I wonder if I do it through Jealous Again, that would be easier. But now... But I, I had it on CD that had. I was wondering to see if it was one of these Roadrunner versions. So it would be it would be in the '90s, obviously. Yep. So let's check this. The nineteen nine. This is '95, so that's also Japanese. So clearly, it wasn't that one. No. Um, early '90s. But, it was, yeah, it was I got early. it. I got it. I got it. Let's see. I I don't know where the fuck it is, but I I had the weird version that had. It has the weird stylized artwork. And oh, so, right. <laughs> so, let's see if this is it. Now this, there's a weird version that looks like it's on Roadrunner that also includes uh, Louie Louie. It wasn't that one. It was it a was weird one that features both, but I can't find that. But I, I was living at the house that we moved out of in 93. Uh, I was friends with Mom. I mean, it was somewhere between 90 and 93, so it was probably like 92... I probably yeah. heard it. Sure. So, <clears throat> with all that said, um, what is your pick? Three points that someone should enter hey. Black Flag in, and three and a point that they should avoid at all costs. Okay. And we'll ex- right. we'll so, exclude. Let's exclude what the because that's a yeah. that's that shit's straight quarantined. So this is as a side note. It was the 1987 pressing on CD, which is the weird version I had, but I obviously did not get it in 1987. Right. Um, but that that's if you're looking to that just really go, go through your day of life, like it's the the SST the SST pressing from '87 is <laughs> has the dumb artwork as well as features that. So, all right. So if I was you say that again, you want three that they should get three, three entry points avoid. and and just one that they should avoid, but exclude what the. I think you can enter at Jealous Again, Loose Nut, or Nervous Breakdown and be totally fine. Um, I think, and I don't honestly don't even have three you should avoid. I think starting within my head is tough. Um, we didn't really touch on Family Man or Process of Weeding Out. Right. Um, uh, like, Family Man, the, the spoken word stuff is like cringy, like literally any recorded spoken word stuff is. Yep. Um, so it's just as a genre, I don't care for it. Well, um, and, and I think there's a couple. This is uh, this is Rollins really in the warrior poet bag. I believe there's one where he is um, a poem kind of spoken word thing where he's speaking from the point of view of a rat. 
so oh i just listened to it yeah, yeah um pretty yeah. good yeah if, if you, the song being uh radis norvegus or whatever yeah um, if, it's salt, pretty salt good if you like if you like bad stuff so no no deposit no return is like the epitome of the like like fucking coffee shop bullshit um <laughs> it's just not what you want but like the the instrumental stuff on Family Man is cool. Um, it's got the I won't stick any of you unless I can stick all of you, which is on Live eighty four. It's got the song The Pups Are Dog in it, which is a fun name to say. Um, and then if you know with with uh, process of weeding out, the song is also on. Is that on Who's Got the Ten and a Half? What's oh. that song's on something? Yeah, is that on? I don't. That might be on Live eighty four. That might be on Live eighty four. They, they open with it on Live eighty four. That's what's um, so the live, I listened to process pretty recently. Also, it's, it's got a song called screw the law. That's cool. Um, but, uh, it's black flag instrumentals are way better when they're peppered. So like yes. the black flag, like obliteration. Great. Like the two, like the, when they do a live song, when they, when they throw them on live 84, it's great. Like, that's what you want. Um, but when they throw them, like if you're just in a whole record of it, it just isn't what I want, so that's that's yeah, where it like, kind of gets. I think I think if you enter Family Man, process of weeding out, and uh, I think in my head is not a place to start. I would I would say avoid those three. Oh, I agree. You know those three. If you that's just it's those are the wrong Black Flag records. There's lots of people who would tell you that Loose Nuts a wrong Black Flag record. Um, what I, what I want what I want you to do is I want you to start with the 82 demos. Oh yes, sell up sell up the 82 demos. All right. So the 82 demos it's just just for for nerds, it features what can you believe and yes I know, which are only on that. So those songs cuz I've we've you, you and I as have had this conversation yes for 20 years ago but like like what? What are these songs for? Yeah. Because they would. There's zero Black Flag records they would fit on. Yes. Like Correct. yes, I know is kind of is fine. What can you believe is so weird? And if you've never heard it, please pause and listen to it. Yeah. Because eighty two demos it, are a listening experience, but hear that song for sure. Because it, it it's if you go through the whole catalog, there is no point where that song wouldn't be a glaring sore thumb. Maybe you could do it on Loose Nut. Like if if that was on Loose Nut. With Loose Nut style recording, yeah, maybe. It maybe. would not be the worst song in Loose Nut, but it, it would not be the top five songs in Loose Nut either. Oh, but I don't okay. hate it. The Tear It Up talked about covering it, just cause, but then we just deemed cause. it was like too too rude. Too um, features, nose, yeah. It features a, a great version of Slip It In, a great version of Modern Man, My War, Black Coffee, Beat My Head Against the Wall, yep. Can't Decide, I Love You, Nothing Left Inside. Fucking yeah. so good. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, like to show you that they had some of these songs like Modern Man doesn't come out till 85. Yeah. You know I mean? So it it's like these songs are yeah, I mean they're it, I think it's so good. I I I've listened to 82 demos in a long time and I I will soon cuz it it's it's great. And that's like it it be a perfect entry point but it is a weird bootleg so it's not really a good entry point for anybody. Um, yeah, so, so and what's funny is I'm, I've never seen this, but they're saying that this was intended to be the follow-up album to Damaged. It would have been awesome. Would have been be awesome. like a game changer. 
I agree. And it's so interesting because it would have made, does this record between Damage and My War kind of make sense? Like, well, let me see. No, because some of these songs are there. Yeah, no, because my, so My War's in the middle of the record. Yeah, so this is the better word version. This is, this is, you cut some of the slack off My War. If this comes out and My War doesn't, and maybe slip it in, and whatever's left over from my war become better. Like if you could put my war leftovers, slip it in my leftovers and loose nut stuff all there, there's more meat on the bone for a better follow up to this record. Yeah. Right. So, and like, and who knows where they would have gone there. Yeah. Yeah. No, who knows? Because I don't know what the break was for Greg in, in terms of his writing style. And I bet it's documented out there. I bet there's stories about it, but he starts, he gets away from stuff, but he proves it. It's like, it's so weird because it's like, uh, uh, an old athlete having like one great season left in him with loose knot and writes these songs that like keeps the boat afloat. And even in my head, there's a couple tracks on there. Um, but, but it's like, to answer the question we asked a long time ago on this podcast, what would the 1987 Black Flag record sound like? I think it sucks. It would be, be really bad, yeah. Like, and, like, it, it pains me to say that, but, like, there's literally no way it would have been good. Yeah. Because like, they were I, just I, so I, far from, from what, like if, you listen, like, if you look at the Gone records, like, clearly he didn't have other hardcore songs he was, like, sitting on. He no. never did another even remotely punk band again. Nope. Right? You know? No, nothing, nothing even close. So, so yeah. he does this. I think, I think the follow up is a mixture between in my head and family man. Like, if Henry Rollins would was like, okay, I'm gonna do another Black Flag record. I feel like it falls that way, um, mm-hmm. and that's a shame. So, so um, if you're enjoying the Black Flag dive, get the 82 demos, Live 84, and Who's Got the Ten and a Half are. I mean, essential. Like, like I think from both of us, we're saying those are essential. Listening. Right? Yeah, I, I f- totally believe that. Like, you don't need to listen to the last show live bootleg. You no, know, that, that, that's that's interesting, but not necessary. Um, there's no early live recordings that I think of as being particularly like, oh, this is vital. But the '82 demo is is pretty pretty awesome. And I'm, I actually haven't listened to that in a while. I'm going to put that on after we get off. Uh, I, and, I, list, I just looked at the track listing from the last show. Yeah. And they don't, they like the, so they play Louie, 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 and Gimme, 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 yeah. which what everyone wants. But like, <laughs> they played Nothing Left Inside is, is on My War. But that, that's, that's the, like, they didn't play any other My War songs. It doesn't look like they play any songs off Slip It In. They played This Is Good. But is that on Slip It In or is that on, that's on, that's on the my uh, loose nut, right? Yeah. So yeah. So they don't even. Yeah, and they broke. They they broke up. Like they finished a tour. Their last show was in like Michigan, I think. Detroit. And, yeah, and then they they just broke up, and that was that. Like they did not have like a last show. They did no. not even play like Cal- They didn't even. What also? Why would a band from LA end a tour in Michigan? They did like, weird stuff like that, but it's like that might have led into like there might have been a Gone tour that started right after that. Something, you know what I mean? Like they did a lot of weird shit. Yeah, um, there's and there's like and there's there's a million bootlegs if you want to just go down the like live show shit or anything. That's right. That I had a good live '82 like uh, tape that had a like a couple sets on it. Like you can you can especially in this era you could 
you could probably find a hundred plus live black flag sets, but but yeah, um, the reason that Live eighty four and Who's Got the Ten and a Half are releases is because they're really good. So check those out. Um, check out the first couple of Rollins Bands records and um, and yeah. All right, I think that's pretty good. Anything else on Black Flag? No, I mean I think they they're they're a game changer. They didn't like I don't think they cared about like the scene or really wanting to be once they got going, but they they were just like a touring behemoth and they were like they changed the world of them dead kennedys and doa yeah. uh changed the the landscape of of punk music and underground music in general and yeah 100%. say what you want about like how weird and crummy they got like they they're game changers the same i mean no one talks about doa but no one them, talks about them. they they were touring as early as those other bands maybe even yeah. earlier and that's it's and touring in a in a world of like there was no network even. So right. like not even getting into like old guy, like you no know, smartphone crap. Like there wasn't even anyone, a model to like pretend you're basing this off of. Oh, these, you these you bands... booked a tour by, by just like, I've heard of this city or this kid in this town wants us to play. Yeah. Hopefully he has friends. This guy know? wrote us a letter and we're going to go try to play his town. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's wild. And, and that's, that's a really interesting thing about these bands. And the reason that like, on a historical context, I think everyone gets it, but I don't know because it, it can get lost through time. But, like, they were doing this shit without a roadmap. And, uh, like, there's the first wave of American hardcore, and Black Flag kind of predates that. Yeah. You know, they, they set up the map for those bands who expanded it. So, all right, yo, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Dave. Thank you.